today's episode, Dave interviews actor Kevin Riome. Kevin is a teacher at Second City Chicago, the producer of Improv FaceTime, and in 2012 started the musical Rob Zombie. On location in Chicago, I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. My favorite things are um, are the butterfly effect types of things. Mm-hmm. The, the, the tiniest minutia. Uh, exploding into boom, 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 boom. Like, had that one thing not happened, Hitler never would have been born. Right. You know, like the, you know, but just, I've also said this before. Had, had Hitler not been born, there might have been, and it's a horrible thing to say, I've said this before. Oh, no. Um, okay, so Hitler wasn't born. <laughs> there could have been, this is possible, a Jew that wasn't killed that had... Nuclear capabilities. Exactly, and would have destroyed the world. So in that way, like, yeah, Hitler killed, you know, 12 million people, but one of those people could have destroyed the entire world. Oh now, God. again, that's you know, being crazy. Jewish, that's crazy. They were so close and to Skokie. They, you, you know, they heard you. Oh, doesn't matter. I'm Jewish. I'm in this house, you know. Like, you couldn't get more Jewish than right now, right here, people who don't really care. But... Um, but looking at all that, I love the butterfly effect, and it's also, I love being appreciative of and grateful for, but also aware and mindful of those people that I have around me, and just as an exercise, think to myself, how is it that right now you are sitting with me? What one thing that happened right. that brought you here at the table? And we don't have to do it now, but I'm just saying that's a fun thing. Also, I'm do it. well, you can do it. Steve Carell. So what's that? When I went to see Second City, what's this thing? Oh, I guess I have to see Second City. I don't know what that is. But, but I'm going to go before that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's not right. Right there. You're hitting that. I'm saying what happened before that. Way before that. Right. Yeah. Because the butterfly effect is really what. The cocoon effect, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the butterfly effect is the caterpillar effect. Yeah. Because at, before that, there was a caterpillar. <laughs> right. So the butterfly effect isn't really right. it's the not, butterfly. It's not, not about the butterfly flapping its wings. It's no. about the butterfly getting to the point to flap its wings. I had a butterfly dream last night. I had butterfly dreams last night. Crazy that you bring that up. My butterfly dreams were like these huge butterflies. <laughs> monarchs are all over, and people are like walking around looking at the monarchs, and they're, it's a really lovely butterfly. You know what that means? That you're going to come into money. I have no idea. But, but here's the thing about what I think about money. Everything means I'm coming into money. Because <laughs> right, if, right. if I just yeah, think, I think pooped on by a bird, money. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> no. Slap in the face by a black lady, money, yeah. money, 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 money. Because <laughs> if you don't start thinking that anything can lead you to money, you're stopping thinking that you're going to get any money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything is money. Everything is money. Everything is good. Everything is money, everything is good, everything is bad, everything is dead. Right. Everything is everything. Dead. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I have this, and I've said this before, I have this, this philosophy that anything can be a parking space, you just stop your car. Anything can be a toilet, you just <laughs> go and poop or pee right there. Um, anything can be, uh, anything, uh, anything can be a problem, and anything can be an ashtray. Yes. Right? So, Gosh, everything can be a problem and is such sound advice. And like whatever you want, if you want to make it a problem, you make it a problem. If you don't want to make it a problem, don't make it a problem. But anything bad that happens to you, the good thing that happens to you is something bad happened to you, and then you get to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Or you get to be in response to that in some way that it makes you that it, that it brings you. Uh, you become aware that what did I what did I learn from that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, and I definitely want to talk about this, about um, 
seeing you guys on the main stage way back when, and uh, and I, I think I've told you this, but I've held on to the object work that you did in one scene since then, and uh, I tell my students if if I personally, and maybe it's a neurological defect, but if I see good object work, mm -hmm. my memory of that scene includes the actual objects. Like I saw TJ and Dave one time, and, and TJ was just working on a computer. My memory right now when I think of it, I see a little computer stand, I see an old iMac, the big white ones, or maybe it has a little color on it, right. and I see the mouse right. that was nowhere near that stage. No. But he did it so convincingly. When I see, uh, when I picture that, um, you on that stage, I picture the bar rack, uh, the glasses. I picture you with a, because you did all these things. They were just subtle. I don't even think you really cared about it so much. That's what's brilliant. I was aware of it. You just did it. Right. You're aware of it, right. but you just kind of blow it off because you're focusing on something else. But you had, a, you had an apron on because you dried your hands on it. Mm -hmm. You pushed your glasses uh, on, so I saw these big horn-rimmed glasses, which is exactly what you're trying to convey. Right. And uh, I cannot not see you in that outfit or those things on that stage, even the, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's sometimes it, uh, my my object work defect is so bad that I will have a coffee cup on a stage, and then when I get come off that stage, I look for a place to put it. Oh, down. I totally understand that, <laughs> and that's the object permanence that you get to have, right? Like at that way to have that object permanence and looking, and I love that because it's it. What it also does is it includes the audience. The audience gets to see all that you see, and and when I teach class, I will teach. When I, when I teach, because I, I teach in such microscopic, what one would perceive as microscopic movements that people have, and someone will say something, and immediately the entire background of that space will, will converge, or the entire history, where two actors are going to be talking to each other, and somebody's going to say something, and you're going to go, that's why we're watching this scene. That's why we're watching yeah. this scene. And when you're in that scene, you can't be the last guy to know, that's why we're watching that scene. You understand? Yeah, so yeah. When all that comes in, if I say to you, look, um, I really like you, and you go, great, and I say, I really like you, you go, great, and I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's all I have to say. And at that moment, everybody goes, something just happened. And at that moment, everybody in the audience is seeing this history between these two people come alive. That is why they're together. We don't have to say it. What their relationship is, we don't have to say it. It just comes, and we get to... We, 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 get to, we get to share that experience. Am I making sense here? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. What, so the same thing happens with, with object work, and it's what I call object adjacency or creative, creative adjacency, and it doesn't mean I'm right next to being creative. It means creative adjacency. It means I pick up that cup from that table. That's not there. I pick up that cup from that table. That's not there. And suddenly, you, the audience member, goes, oh, there's a table. Right. Then there must be a chair. So right. there must be a, there's got, what's the flooring like? And, right. I, and it's just going, are you unfolding and furling? Are you, are you aware that the universe is coming at you at a thousand billion miles an hour and you don't have to worry about it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I always say, I always say bad object work is, uh, is akin to bad acting, is, is, is what is what reminds you that you're watching Point Break because Keanu Reeves is ruining a good movie. Like it's, I, think, I think Point Break is, that's always my go-to example. I think it's a great movie, mm -hmm. very satisfying. But when he speaks, 
in my head, I can picture the words on the script. Right. You're watching him act. Yeah. Right. And, and it is so distracting that it brings me back to, oh, that's right, I'm sitting in the theater and I'm hungry and we got to eat when I get out of this. Right. And, and, and in an improv theater, oh, my God, I'm whisked away on this great journey. Oh, he just walked through a table. When do we get out of here? So your issue isn't bad object work. Your issue is that the person isn't aware that they've done object work. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So, so I feel like bad object work, for me, bad object work is better than no object work. But what you're saying isn't bad object work. It's saying you're not mindful of the objects that you've created. Yeah. And I think that... All of the work that we do really requires everybody to go, what are you holding? What are you holding? How much are you holding? What are you holding? What does it look like? What are you holding? What are you holding? You don't have to tell me what it looks like, but I just need for you to realize that you're holding it. Now where are you going to put it? So when you walk off stage and put that thing, I can't tell you how many times I walked off stage at a, a Northwest show, and I was carrying a, an attaché, which I didn't have, and I was carrying an attaché, and I put it down in the same place, and I found myself putting it down in the same place over and over and over again. But there's a joy that comes out of it. I love I love what attaché means. Like it, it, to me, it means like covert spy stuff, important right. documents, important. Like right. I love I love uh, peering into you for a second and knowing that uh, you probably never carried an attaché, no. but you always wanted to. And whenever it came up in a show or a movie, you went like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Look, look at the attaché. <laughs> yeah, and and, it's, and, and it's it like, means so yeah. many things. But it's so interesting because what you just described is it was more like this schlumpy guy came on stage and he had and his and his marriage was just collapsing and it's like going in the back. It's like, but the attaché is just. This attaché case isn't like, you know, opening it up like that. It's more of the soft-sided thing that has the fake, the, it's not even real pleather, it's fake pleather. And it's fake pleather and it's got that handle that always breaks off and you go, ah, oh, and it's shoved with shit and there's fucking corn How does he sandwich. feel about it, though? What? Does it make him feel For cool me, it's he, all about his whole, no, it does not. His, his world is collapsing. And I remember this scene also, it's like, he, and this tells you, this dates that scene. It's like, he ends up divorcing his wife and getting a, 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 What's the Pontiac Fiero? Oh, and he's yeah. like, I got a Pontiac Fiero. I got a sports car, a Pontiac Fiero. That wasn't even cool then. No, no, <laughs> it no. It might be cool now if you had a real... Yeah. Like, oh, it nice would really time. be cool right now. It, it would be, really be cool I have, right I have now. seen one in, in the past year. I went like, oh my God, a Pontiac Fiero. A Fiero, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, look at that. But all the Pontiacs, to look at Pontiacs was like, wow, a Pontiac, a Pontiac, Pontiac. Sports car. It, but it Two-seater. I love the word Pontiac, but Pontiac is in Michigan City. We're going back to yeah, Michigan, yeah. right? It, it it builds excitement. It builds excitement. <laughs> it's so interesting because it builds excitement. It's like it's not exciting. Like you got to fucking put that together. It's like oh really? Assembly not included. You right. Gotta really? I got to build excitement. Yeah. Being in Detroit, there's also Detroit. You got the the that great poncho train. The poncho poncho train poncho train uh, hotel poncho train. Yeah. The ponch. The ponch. But it's like, <laughs> what a great word. Poncho yeah. train. <laughs> Word, I talked to Gelman. Mike Gelman just sat here. And words are so important. So when you say bad, when you say bad object work, that word bad just pops right up to me going, bad? Is something bad? What does that mean bad? Because I know teaching for me, for me teaching, I just think, I, I want to get those, those, those adjectives out. Yeah. Different levels of good? No, not mm. even that. If, if there's bad and good, it's the experience that I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm looking for that. Yeah. So somebody trying something, the lesson in somebody walking through a table is, isn't that great? You walk through the table, which means from this point forward, you get to know that there's a table there. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, I love. I, I knew, I knew, I, I knew I'd be talking about Gelman at some point, but uh, I love um, Gelman singing. And, and Gelman is just all the oldest Bolin stuff. Yeah. Uh, so he is um, the whole thing about making discoveries and um, trying not to say you know what you're doing or I think you are blah blah blah, but asking them what did you discover? What was your experience? Like that kind of thing. Right. Because uh, I had a point, I had to kind of go back to Gelman. There was an old cranky teacher that popped up in me a couple years ago that thought I was going to do something called streamlining. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to get my students to uh, an experiential level quicker by telling them all the pitfalls, by telling them all the cliches to avoid. Mm -hmm. And then as I, as I was, as this didn't last long, as I was doing it, I'm like, <laughs> you can't, it's like telling teenagers, like, don't drink. Right. You can't, don't, don't stay up late. They have to make those mistakes. Right. They have to do those stupid things. They have to, to have learn. those experiences. They have to have the experiences. Right. And I have to allow people in freeze tag to make the scene about dancing. Right. Or yoga. Right. Or, or photography. Like, I have right. to allow them to know the cliches. I can't tell them the cliches because that right. won't help them. Well, afterwards, there's, oh, there's, there, there's, afterwards, you get to stop and say, okay, um, when, when I walk into my house, when I was married, for example, when, I walked in, when I'd walk into my house, I would never say, hi, Katie, I'm opening the door here, and I'm seeing what a lovely house we have that's mid-century modern. I'm placing my attache right. over here. You're wearing that dress. No, I would come in and say, we're going to eat. What do you want to eat? We're going to do that. What's happening? What do you mean? And like that stuff, real-life shit. Yeah, yeah, actual things. Actual right. things. Well, and it's the whole thing about... Uh, I, and again, I uh, have to let them experience the idea of... Mm -hmm. um, Plunging the toilet and talking about it, and teaching one teaching the other how to plunge the toilet. Right. Um, and then going like, okay, what might make that kind of a scene better? What, better, but there's your word better. The qualifications. Right. I mean, For me, that word better. It's like, what do what do you really mean to say? So when you're saying I want that, I want the scene to be better. What do you mean? I want it to be about something other than lovely. Okay, good. What do you want it to be about? The people. The two people. Right. So what does that mean that it has to be about those two people? We have to make a connection. We have to have what a relationship. Kind of a, okay, good. What's at the core of a relationship? Feelings. Emotions. Right. right. Emotions. Yeah. I love that because Michael just said there's a difference between feeling and emotion. So emotions is the codification of the class. At that moment, once you define what those emotions are, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. So when I do or when it does, because it is one that I think about with object work, um, or... Um, uh, Pete Holney or uh, Bob Dassey, when I think about those guys doing object work, beneath it is an emotional, it, because all that stuff is an emotional delivery system. The way that I would you know, clean out the glass that you were just defining at that bar, wherever that was, yeah. you're watching me, and while you're watching me, you're thinking, I, he looks angry. Yeah. yeah. So it's not what I'm doing, it's how you perceive I'm doing it. Yeah. And at that moment, I don't need to talk about what I'm doing, because you go, Jim, you gotta calm down. It's like, Fuck it, I'm not gonna calm down as I'm like getting my hand more into the pitcher and putting the pitcher away, like all that stuff. So it's an emotional delivery system. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the idea of better, I, and if you use better, that's great. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying so many people say better. I was you know, doing a, 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 something with Jimmy Crane, and Jimmy said, 
Um, how can how can you, you use the word better? Yeah. I'm like, I don't like better. <laughs> I listen. I, you know, I think I told you this. I I, I ran five miles just before the. Uh, Shamrock Shuffle, just to get myself uh, to know what five miles was like again, mm -hmm. and running a while. And I listened to your podcast with with Jimmy, and it was uh, it was just so it was so funny. It was it was uh, it was like Jimmy was ready to jump on the tracks, and you kept yanking. You not only yanked him back, but then you punched him in the face a couple <laughs> times, like uh, like love hits of right like. You are Jimmy fucking Corrine. Right. Stop doing that. Right. No, no, no. I'm Jimmy fucking Corrine. That's why I'm going to jump in front of the train. No. Right. right. Stop. Like, and I, I, lo I, I, I loved hearing the pep talk, but what I, what I also love, and I, I've thought of this a lot, uh, especially since then, but everybody, everybody uh, puts themselves at different levels. You may, I kind of think that you probably don't. Um, but Jimmy Corain definitely puts himself at a level and then looks at the next level and says, God, I wish I was there. Right. And people are under him several notches right. going, what, are you fucking kidding me? Right. I wish I were where you are. Right. You know, and, right. and no matter, uh, you know, Tina Fey is at some level probably going, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if uh, I hung out with Clooney and Matt Damon and Brad Pitt? Right. Like, what, what, how come I'm not in a movie with them? Like, that's a different, every, they're clubs. You right. want to be in these different clubs. Right. I'd like to be in a club where... Uh, I do. I play Armando, where somebody you know says, "Hey, come and play Armando." Right. Like, I, that's not the club I'm in at this point. If you, you say you, so. Well, well, right. <laughs> but that's but that's the that, right. That's that's the aspiration. People are right. below me, going like, "Man, to teach a second city, can you imagine? Uh -huh. To have written your own show and put it on, insane. Right. You know, like, uh, um, but I, but 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 I, I tend. So as long as we realize that, and as long as realize we realize what that that that. We're at we're at levels and, and there are uh, aspirations we have to keep striving for that next thing mm -hmm. and not beat yourself up for where you are. Uh huh. Uh, I think that's fine. But gosh, I have this funny feeling that you you are just on a flat plane of everybody is the same. And I you believe don't... no. Right. Right. But I don't. But but what happens is you don't you don't suddenly go ding. You get to the point where you go. Wait a minute. You worry just like I do. Wait a yeah. minute. You are concerned about that just like I am. Wait a minute. And then all those other things that make you think that. That there's scaffolding, you realize there's no fucking scaffolding. Absolutely. All that there is is ground. There's level ground. And all the worries that you have, but it takes things like like it, it takes an experience like to have to to be in in um in a company with all the people that I was in a company with, with the Corel Colbert's like I talk about him all the time. Yeah. And to go, wait a minute, at one point there was this guy that I took classes with. I'll tell you his name. His name was Steve Colbert. Yeah. He was Steve Colbert. Yeah, it was just Steve Colbert. Just some dude. Right? It was just some dude. And all of us are just some dude. Yeah. And and that doesn't make hey, me better. I, I was in a, I was in a Burger King when Amy Poehler came up to me and said, Hey, can you tell your friend Tina that I think she's awesome? Woo! Right? Right. I'm this hinge right. between those two people. As I'm me and my wife are watching Weekend Update the first time that Amy is sitting next to Tina and I go and I had to I pause it. I'm like, at one point. I was I was the linchpin between those two people on my TV right now. Right, like that's insane, and it's not insane, and it's certainly uh, I've hung out with with Tina in modern days, right. being who she is. Right, it's so easy to forget that when you're hanging. To forget what that that she is who she is. Right. Oh yeah, right. It it it. Uh, we, there we are in Disney World. Right. Uh, maybe five years ago, with our children, mm -hmm. walk. You know, when we have strollers. And we have all our family and walking up the main street and I had one of those like 
solid moments of thought of like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, it w- and I realized it wasn't crazy because I'm with Tina Fey. It was, right. this is crazy because remember when Tina and I would just like, Go to Shoney's and eat <laughs> terrible food uh, in the train you know? company, like in train company stuff. No, yeah. no, no. Like, I, like she lived, she lived around here. There used to be a Shoney's uh, uh, on um, Western. No, no. What is it? Broadway. Oh, oh, oh. Rogers Park. Got it. You know, it's yeah. closer to the yeah. lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not there anymore. But I took her there for her birthday. <laughs> that's all the money we had. Right. I'm treating you to Shoney's. Right. And uh, and we we actually had a great time. But see, it's it's that it's it's. I it's, think that's a great slogan for Shoney's. Right. You're actually going to have a great time. <laughs> Believe it or not, the, right. a good time is possible. Right. Yeah. Shoney's. Right. You'll actually have a good time. <laughs> but like, had somebody come down right then and said, "Hey, in uh, in." 15 years, you two are going to be with your families walking into Magic Kingdom. Right. I'd say, that is no way. That's crazy talk. Right. I, first of all, I would have said, like, uh, somebody's going to marry me. Right. And, right. Uh, right. And I'm going to have kids. So, so now, uh, uh, so I have that, that moment of, what are we doing here? Like, trying to think of, like, our, our weirdest, smallest, most petty moment back then, and now think of this as, like, just this crazy journey in between the two things. And... And she's ab- she's just absolutely normal. And, and, and everyone is absolutely normal. That's, but that's the that's that scaffolding that we're talking about, where you're looking at these things and going, I want to be up there, and then you realize after a while, you realize we're going to get to where we're going to get to when we get to that place. Well, and 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 in a lot of respects, um, I am right there with her. There was one time I sent her this email, and I said something like, uh, I did like a, a, a score sheet of. Um, I don't know. I said something like uh, uh, being on SNL, Tina won. Uh, you know, moving to New York, Tina won. You know, Riom zero. Like she wrote back, and uh, so I was just like giving her her props of right. oh, having writing Mean Girls. Tina right. has a you know right. hit movie. Um, she wrote back saying uh, Riom two kids. Uh, Riom, you know, and like Tina, zero at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riom uh, running two marathons. Mm-hmm. Tina, zero. Right. Like she. Right. And and, you're, and, and what I realize, our, the relationship I have with her, if and we just text each other. Mm-hmm. That's all we do, uh, which is completely fine. But w- if it has something to do with family, kids, everyday life, she responds to that. Right. If I, and I rarely do, but if I say something like, uh, hey, uh, what movie are you going to be in this summer? Oh, she's not talking about business. Oh, it's just she, a, she's but how often I, do you I, do that? I don't do that. Right. But, but she, she completely separates. She, I am in friend, family category. Right. And she does not mix me with the other. Every once in a while she'll give me a little taste of this or that because it makes sense or pertains to something. But it's, uh, I am completely in her Family category, mm-hmm. and on that, on those grounds, we are on absolutely level as, as anybody would be, right? I, yep, I agree. I agree. And I have, uh, for me, it's that same relationship with Nia Vardalis and Ian Gomez, and she that whole that whole she calls us the core. We're the core. And there are people within the core that she just wrote a book and talked about all the people that were in the core. And yeah. we need those things. She needs to make sure that, because I don't, you know, 
She needs to make sure that there's that differentiation because that's what keeps her alive, alert, and awake and saying, there's a firewall up between this aspect, the business aspect, and it's just a business aspect. Right. It's not a successful aspect. Right. It's just the business aspect yeah. of what I'm doing and the, the, the thing that feeds into that the joy that feeds into that. Because to be honest, when I think about, okay, you, you say you didn't think that you were going to be married and having kids and all that sort of stuff and running the marathons and those sort of things. That's the stuff of being alive. The other thing is being alive, but it's also making a living. So there's, there's, a, there's, there's a different feeling toward that. Yeah. And she needs that. I would never, ever call up Nia and ask her, and ask her, you know, will you put me in her next movie? Yeah. Like that, just the thought of that right. gives me the runs. No, and right. I, go, I, I can't. I you know can't. What? I can't. You're running now. I know. I've and been running. Just thought of it. I, but it's also, I've been eating the Chicago food. But it's like, it's that thing where I do not, I, and, and, and Jimmy Crane asked me on, the, on his podcast, like, are you jealous? Are you jealous? Come on, you gotta be jealous. And I feel like, but there, that, thing as soon as you can jettison the jealousy as soon as you can jettison the okay so you jettison the jealousy if you're getting rid of something you need to bring something in so you jettison the jealousy what is it that you bring in you bring in the gratefulness you bring in the acknowledgement you bring in the forgiveness you bring in the idea that yeah i am present i'm in the mindful i'm moment like that sort of thing yeah you know i mean like you know is there any difference between uh, you know so you jettison the jealousy and then you have an (laughs) opening in which to fill uh you know, is there any difference between, I don't know, uh, if you're doing something that is positive that you like, if that void is filled by you walking your dog and getting a latte, that's just as valid as signing a contract for 10 movies. If you, you know, in that it, moment, that's what happens. Because it, ma- it, makes, it makes you that happy that, at that moment. I, for me, when I had a dog and I was walking my dog, every once in a while my dog would, I would be walking forward, my dog would pull... <laughs> Or stop. He would stop and smell something. And I'm like, what are you doing? And what he's doing is this. He's telling me, be here right now. Right. right. That's what he's telling me. He's telling me. No, this is what he's telling me. I'm here right now. That's what he's telling me. He's not asking me to do anything. And whenever we get those moments that stop us, we get to stop and say, I am here right now. This is what I'm doing right now. Yeah. A dog, a child, you know, um... Two kids, my God. And, and those two kids have to, and I've mentioned this before, they have to learn everything. Yeah. And when you teach them things like, be in the moment right now, how do you teach? You don't have to teach a kid to be in the moment. You have to teach you to be in the moment with the kid. Yeah. Yeah, they're always in the moment. How, right. They're, Until I mean, there comes a point where they turn, they go, wait, I was it. I no to... one's going to look at me now. And then that's when the moment <laughs> stops. That's the stopping in the moment. Yeah, right now, you know? they, don't, they don't, my girls don't care about such things. How old are they? Uh, ten. They're twins. Uh-huh. Um, Killer. Yeah, yeah. They're awesome. They're. I, I'll. Yeah. I'll. I'll sing their praises. They. They did. Um, they did a. Uh, their. Their birthday was in February. They. We. We did a. Uh, a skating. Ice skating party at the Glenview Ice Center. Um, they. You know. They're in two different classes. They invite all their little girlfriends. That's thirty girls. Oh. And, and I said like. What are you gonna do with all those presents? We just had Christmas. I mean, right. really, what we haven't opened some presents from last Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, like gotten into the actual right, right, unwrapping right, right. and doing the little game or uh-huh. whatever it might be. And uh, I said, why don't we have people bring donations for something? Like, and so it was donations for 
local animal shelter. And, they, and the, the kids and the parents of the kids could not, they're coming with giant bags of kibble and, ah. and you know, paper towels and things of bleach, things that pe they need at the animal shelter ah. and blankets and, and filled up the back of my car with this thing. And they were all like, that is so great. They are so, and right. then, and then uh, I take the girls there, we deliver it. And the place makes my little girls into rock stars. Like they, they don't just go, oh, hey, thanks. They go like, get in here. Right. What are your names? Right. Take a picture of them. Write a thing about them. Put right. them on the front page of their website. Just every, you know, give them little badges and and uh, I mean, my girls were walking tall right. after that. But it's that it goes back to the, the the creative adjacency, the idea that you set these things up and there's something next to that thing which you just did, which you never thought was even going to be there, right. but it's there the entire time. <laughs> yeah. You know that thing that you just did is going to create something that you don't even know. Yeah. And so when we do improvisation and I grab something that I get so excited because I'll, I will grab it and the moment that I touch it, I realize, oh, that came from that thing. And that thing's next to that thing. So for you, your kid's gone, we don't want it. It's, it's also about, <laughs> there's so much going on here, that you were born, that they were born in February, it's really close to Christmas, and there's an understanding of what gifts mean at that time and at that birthday. There's just so many things going on there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They're good, <laughs> right? They're good little girls, and 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 but you're they also but you set that up too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gosh, you know, uh, before I had kids and wanting kids and and you know this is did really, you want kids? Oh yeah, yeah, uh -huh. definitely. And and I have gosh, it's you know it's so hard to get in your head before an event, a life changing event. Mm -hmm. However, I'm pretty sure I had I had certain visions of the future. I had certain visions of how I saw my kids. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, the one, I used to say this, I used to preach it a little bit, it's just compassion. Right. You know? Right. I mean, there's one time, this seems completely trivial, but it like made an impact on me. I was at a camp. I was a camp counselor uh -huh. at a summer camp. Overnight camp? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A, Did uh, you call uh, it overnight camp or sleepover camp? No. Sleepaway camp. It was sleepaway in, camp. It was in, uh, it was for all the Long Island kids. It was in, uh, 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 Pennsylvania, uh -huh. Preston Park, Pennsylvania, three hours away from. We Manhattan. just called it. We called it overnight camp. Okay, and everybody called but it. They were there for sleepaway camp or sleepover camp. They were but there for like, two months. What? Two months, and they cost in '91. It cost four grand a kid. So these were the rich of the rich. In '91, right. it was four grand. Uh, so, I. But I remember being on one of these. It's it's like a, it's like a river walker, a water walker. It's just a big plastic thing that you step you are standing on and you kick side to side and it propels you forward uh -huh. I was out in the lake trying this thing for the first time like this thing is awesome and there is a grasshopper in the middle of the lake just like struggling in the water mm -hmm. and I, I just had this fit of compassion I went over I got him I put him on the front of the water walker I got him in uh -huh. and then I got him in the grass and he hopped away uh -huh. and I had this <laughs> again seems trivial but I think of it all the time of like compassion for the littlest of things. What makes if a big deal? That grasshopper didn't want you to do that. What if? What if <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going, I'm swimming. swimming. I made it all the way out here. I'm gonna make it. To the other. Where the fuck am I? What? Back to the no, 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 no. Maybe. And now a, in your world, you're in your world, you're Hitler. 
Like, why would you make that happen? Why right. would you? You're Stalin. You're like putting me in the gulag. <laughs> what am I going back to the gulag? I've escaped. I know I'm free and I'm swimming. It's right. like, what the fuck back there? Uh, yeah. I just want to ruin your image right been, there. He might have been in an abusive relationship. And right, exactly. Like, why am I going back? It's that nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's like, I've escaped. Everything's, what the? Hey, I'm in the air. I can't. I'm a grasshopper. Right. Back to the grass. I was a water hopper. He was going to be the he was, water hopper. He was evolving. Right. I he was. stopped evolution. You stopped evolution. I talk about you know the, the butterfly effect. Oh, my God. He could have been I the mean, first water like, hopper. There was a food source 150 years from now right. that evolved from that that people lived on and saved the world. Could have. <laughs> Could have, but it, it didn't It didn't happen, happen because the water hopper didn't happen. <laughs> you ruined everything. Uh, and now I'm going to go back to that idea. The idea of, okay, <laughs> uh, the creative process of finding, like, in that moment going, okay, fine, that's a really nice thing to say, but what's the other thing that's next to that thing? Next to, like, oh, the grasshopper's moving. So the idea of compassion. And I was totally... Free of compassion of you telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but you recognize that, right? You live in the moment, exactly. And the idea that that happened, and then uh, now I you know, and that's not good or bad or better. No, it's not. It's no not one's any injured. Of those things. It's no, just it's what not. It is. it is what it is. And here's the th- here's another thing about it. It's really entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. So the idea yeah. of talking about what it is that you're doing and somebody talking about you know digging a hole or painting a fence or whatever, right? Uh, like talking about all that shit. It's like it doesn't spark the imagination because you're talking about facts. I'm painting a fence. I'm using Sherwin Williams, you know, that sort of paint. It's like there you go. that's at least a specific. Right. And Sherwin Williams, when I did say Sherwin Williams, I was thinking, is that the name? Sherwin Williams? That sounds like a mattress. Sherman Hemsley. Sherman Hemsley paint. <laughs> Sherman Hemsley. Yeah, Leona's husband. All right. Uh, Sherman Hemsley. Um, <laughs> this is my, how many podcasts have we done? How many have we done? 70. No, right, like this weekend. So I did four on Friday, four on Monday, and this will be my, so this will be my 10th. 11th. This is my 10th wow. podcast. So after a while, you just start going, my mind is uh, exploding. Well, you know what, you know what, though? It's, um, you know, I'm in, you, I'm in front of uh, classes all the time, and <laughs> Um, I have I have kind of sometimes stock things that I say, the things I say, the stories I tell right. to get a point, uh, get across this point, mm-hmm. and uh, and so there's a lot of things I've already said right now yeah. that students have heard, and they're right. like, oh, that whole line, I right. mean, he made it seem like he was right in the moment when he said that. Totally well, understand. That's, that's the right. freaking brilliance of what I do. Right. But but like I saw um, I saw Clooney one time on the red carpet. It might have been this year. I mean, it was like for Syriana or something. But he had he had uh, uh, gone from station to station, and I I had been clicking around. I realized like he just keeps saying the same prepackaged thing, and I'm like, well, what else would you do? Would that's what are you gonna are you gonna really burden yourself within the next five seconds to completely restate what you just? told that guy because they asked the same question but you don't want to sound like a 
broken record. It's like, no, you, that's what you do. You, you say your thing, you say your talking points, you get on to the next thing, maybe they'll ask you something more interesting than the last guy, and then you get to go off book a little bit. I would imagine that a lot of the people that are, the producers that are dealing with the, putting, putting the words in the ears of the reporters that are out there are asking the same fucking questions that everybody's doing. Yeah. In, in this podcast, I never talk about what people are doing or have done because I want, uh, because I feel like I want to get more to the humanity of it all. Yeah. You know, that feeling, the humanity of it all. Yeah. And, so and what, have you, what have you been doing lately? Well, right. I've got a... Exactly. And I was like, what have you been doing lately? That's history. Yeah. What have you been doing lately is history. I, uh, and, and I'm not hi- interested in history or facts or... Ma- ma- well, maybe facts. I don't care. Right. Math. I, I, when you said um, that there are stock things that you say, it made me think about that awesome, awesome video that you did of... The imp, the improv class where you hear something where right. you're teaching an improv class and you're hearing another class next door right. and somebody screaming <laughs> and you're going well that that they're just they're really emoting over there but what you don't really know is they're strapped in a chair and there's somebody's torturing them <laughs> right. you know and I was thinking that is genius because <laughs> I mean uh, and uh, man I should have a lawyer uh, sitting with me on this but if you want to kill somebody right. Take them to Second City. You could, you know, rent a room, legitimately pay $10 an hour, legitimately rent a room, and just splatter their guts all over the place and let them scream their bloody head off, and no one will come to the rescue. No. I mean, no. So I had Edmund O'Brien and Kevin Mullaney. Mullaney was torturing Uh uh, Oh, that's Kevin Mullaney. Yeah, Yeah. okay, cool. So they were down in 407, Uh and I was at the top of the stairs in the hallway doing, like, damage control. Uh-huh. Or you and make I, sure that... And, and then I realized, like, I, what, what, what are you talking about? No one will come. No. And he's... And he's Somebody help me! Right. I'm being killed. I am not kidding! Right, right. I this isn't a scene! Right, right. And then, like, no one will... Sorry, sucker. No, no, no one's, one's coming. coming. No one's coming. It's the, it's the uh, audition. Did yes. you have a guy on yes. uh, a few Dino weeks ago? Yes, Dino Right, it's Doing the audition. The, like, right. No matter what he says, no. it cannot be taken. I was, I, and that what reminded me of this the other day was I was at, what's it called? There's a rental space on Cornelia, 1800 Cornelia. Oh, yeah. Arts, yeah. Cornelia Arts Building. Yeah, something. Yes, 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 yes. And I was over at the Cornelia Arts Building. I'm sitting in a class waiting for uh, Jay Sukar to set up a, a, a coaching session uh, for me with some of his great great actors and I was listening and next door there was that screaming like oh my god that's screaming and I'm thinking to myself wow they're really running around and they're mangling totally mangling Shakespeare and I'm going what they're mangling Shakespeare and I'm thinking to myself god you know, they're, it's they're more really offensive sad. than a murder well, so it's like, <laughs> that's horrible what's happening they're mangling Shakespeare and I'm thinking I know this I know what they're doing I know what, I know what they're doing they're doing the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged that's what they're doing I know that play Got I've been it. in that play, Got and it. I thought that's really great. And then I emailed, uh, I texted Austin Tischner, who runs it. I said, "I'm in a theater right now, next door. To, I'm in a, I'm in a th- rehearsal space next door. There was somebody's mangling uh, your, your play. <laughs> oh, look at the world we live in. <laughs> it's really good. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is, is that you know, I I, uh, I do give that speech to students. Which like, speech is that? That. Um, uh, it's level A, and they hear like, blah, 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 next right. door, and I say, all right, listen, you gotta, the, uh, part of being at Second City, and there's no good room, all room no. has n- noise that comes through, so it's a, it's an exercise 
in focus. Right. Stay focused. Why? Number one, you got to stay focused on the scene. But what is it practice for? There may be a time that some of you will go on to do other things, and right. you'll do you'll do ten minutes of improv at a Barnes and Noble, and there will be. 30 people there who don't give a shit and did not come to see you and decide that they want to talk anyway. Right. And you got to focus. Right. You got to deliver to the other 20 who did come to see you. Right. You know, or a bar. That I I did a I did a um, a Christmas party at a for a Ford dealership in Detroit in in a in a banquet hall. I mean, there was probably 400 people there. 200 of them were by the back bar having a nice time and having some drinks and conversation. The other, you know, and there might have been 50 people by the stage, you know, paying attention to us. We right. were not mic'd. It was hard to compete with that, but you just got to focus. And hope you never get that gig and again. And never do a gig like that again. No. Uh, don't do improv outside. Don't do no. banquet halls. No, like no, no, no. But, but uh, uh, that is what it's practiced for. Can you block that shit out? Are you, know, you going to break and go, <laughs> did you hear that? I'm in the middle of a scene, but I'm going to laugh at next door. Oh, how about committing to the scene a little bit? Well, more? I always look at it as if you listen to any jazz album from the 50s or the 60s, um, there's one jazz album of uh, Thelonious Monk and Monk and Coltrane. Monk and Coltrane, motherfucker. Yeah. Monk and Coltrane, first time together at this jazz club. And you are hearing people talking in the background. And you are pe hearing people at the bar talking in the background, laughing in the middle of a, of a solo. And I'm going, Jesus. how did... And that's not unusual, because you'll get right. a bunch of these like live at the Village right. Vanguard. Like and all these things. And you will hear... Listen to them. You listen to them. Self-important people on their own. But it's also, at that time, no one's mindful at that time. Now, I think very few people are thinking, this guy is phenomenal. This is significant. They're not present to the, the, the beauty of that. Because really, I, I would imagine the people that are talking there are just engaged in trying to lay the other person. Right. More important things than a historic right. meeting of two well, jazz and who legends. who knew if those two people were going to be like jazz giants or not? I mean, they were up to a point. And how do we know if those two people that are trying to hook up together are going to have the next Hitler to eliminate the Jewish nuclear threat? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or have the next, uh, have, have a baby, or they could be having a baby who is going to give birth, who is going to, they're, they're going to give a baby, they're going to, right, they're going to have a baby who is going to uh, grow up to marry someone who is going to give birth to Justin Bieber. Right. Wow. They would have prevented right. that. Wait, if they're at the Green Mill, that would have been prevented. Right. You've been at the Green Mill? I, of, oh, course of course I have. You have. Of course you have. I, but, we we but, used to go to the Mill before it was hip. Was it, was it always this, uh, and I know this is me being like really out of the loop and my own snootiness, but like when they said like, oh, no talking, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going to go to a bar and I don't get to talk? I'd never heard them say that, but I would imagine. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, when I used to no go there. Talking. No talking. No When the talking. music's going think, up, right. people pay money to come here and listen to that. Now you talk. I mean, that's what the guy told me. Because yeah. I was like, wow, wow, really? wow, wow, wow. I can't yeah. talk to my Shit's wife. Changed. We're going to have a nice Shit's time. Changed. Yeah. Shit's changed. And also, it goes back to that idea, the, the, the whole thing about Coltrane. And you listen to those albums. And you're going to hear people talk. Just bullshit. It's just and it's oh, all Chris Jeff. That right. guy's a piece exactly. of work. Or it's like, where do you live? I live right in the corner. So we could take a cab down four to find you five to get out of here. Okay, let's end there. Yeah. yeah. Good job, man. Excellent. That was awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on ADD Comedy, you can visit our website at www.theaddcomedytour.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at ADD Comedy Pod. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you're interested in taking a class with Dave, you can find that information at his website at www.davidrosowski.com. Sound services for the ADD Comedy Podcast was brought to you by Post Apocalyptic.